Hey Scrappers, happy Pride! I'm coming to you at the top of the episode to announce that, in honor of Pride Month, we're dusting off the Brian identity after nearly a year of hiatus for a charity stream supporting Equality Florida. We'll be playing a brand new madcap adventure in Pathfinder 2nd Edition this time, approximately hunting for aliens, making terrible pop culture references, and most importantly, raising money to support the largest civil rights organization dedicated to securing full equality for Florida's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community as they fight against the new tide of discriminatory policies. We'll be airing the stream three times starting Friday, June 23rd and running through the weekend with members of the cast hanging out in the chat each time and raffle prizes for donors in each stream. We're talking never-before-seen PATM merch, dice, maybe some cookies. Full details of the stream times, the cast of the show, and a link to donate anytime you want to are coming soon. I know, in some ways, no time has passed since the last time we did one of these, but in another, more real way, it's been entirely too long. Let's gather up, scrappers, show our collective pride, and support the LGBTQ community, and have an awkwardly large amount of fun doing it. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast that spent the last week hiding in a ball of force. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi, it's me from the ball of force. <laughs> Mime joke. <laughs> the gang's all sphere, as we say. Hi, <laughs> from the ball I've of force, it's that. Thursday night. Oh no, now they know where we record. When when we record, <laughs> where, where we record, like a ball, a of, ball force. of force, <laughs> our secret ball of force. Oh. <laughs> this is what your Patreon dollars go to—a permanent force sphere, which yeah. we record from, located yeah. somewhere in the middle of the United States. Yeah, weirdly, in at least four time zones. Mm-hmm. Three time zones, maybe just three times. In like the time zone version of the four quarters. I think we decided. Two of us are moving again. The moving, moving across podcast. town, though. I mean, is it the same time zone on the other side of town? Oh, right. No, no, I think it was. Know. Well, Sam and I volunteered so we could cover all of the. We need a person in mountain time zone. Yeah. So yeah, even yeah. though I just got here, I'm, I'm willing <laughs> to sacrifice because that's what you all mean to me. I would go back to Utah. I wouldn't go back to Utah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Sorry, I Utah. feel like. If any time zone screams murder cabin to me, it's mountain time. So mm-hmm. Sam just feels like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. What's that bit on the backside of the Prime Meridian out in the middle of Pacific where it just does like international Dateline? Where, <laughs> yeah. where it does its little, uh, I'm not touching the land. A little yeah. squiggly do. Yeah, we're just going to be on a boat out there. Just drifting back and forth across the international Dateline, effectively time traveling. Mm-hmm. all right so last time okay. uh, what right, so how is this cloud killing us um yeah last time the party i think finished exploring the alchemy lab and found their way out and went 
down into the lab whose name I can't remember where they found a misto and it was it was not very friendly um, there was a little bit of a fight during which Alwyn was locked outside and had to slowly go through the delousing process to try to get in and the creature was dead before he got there um, they looted the place a little bit um, finding some valuable gems in the body of a dead dwarf then headed back out of that lab, opened up the only remaining lab, saw a horrible cloud, uh, peaced out for a moment just to let everyone know that there was a horrible cloud in there, and then um, <laughs> opened up both doors with a disabled device and let the cloud out. Um, and the cloud came out, and a fight began. Uh, Brixby got enveloped by the cloud and hit himself in a ball of force. Alwyn was not so lucky with the ball of force and is just uh, enveloped in the cloud. I think Asher and Alwyn are both shaken from just how scary seeing this thing is. And um, yeah, we just finished up round one of initiative. We're hopping back in at the top of initiative, which means Alwyn, you're staggered. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I was about to ask. Am I shaken or am I staggered? You are staggered, but you gold? do need to make a will save at the beginning of your turn. Okay, that's definitely not one I have a negative to. Uh, well, I mean, it's a positive, but I have a penalty to it. Uh, nope. What'd you get? Uh, that is a one on the die for a three. All right, so now you're shaken. Okay. And staggered. Uh, awesome. Pop shaken on. And then Alowin is going to... Uh, full with can you do a full withdraw when you're staggered? It says you can only do a move action, but can you do a full round move action? No, no, just the one move action. Okay, then I guess he's just going to do a regular move action and hope that this cloud doesn't somehow have an attack of opportunity. Uh, as he backs up into the bird, yeah, I think it's got an attack of opportunity and it's gonna just reach out and try to touch you. Uh, that's a 21 versus touch. Oh, versus touch. I was going to say, oh, that was close. But no, that uh, beats it horribly if it's against touch. All right. That is 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 negative energy damage. Pop that in, and then he will back up 20 feet to uh, stand over by the corpse of the uh, bird demon. Sounds fun. And that will be his entire turn since he's staggered. All right. Asher, uh, I believe you are shaken, not staggered, but why don't you make me a will save? Yeah, famous James Bond beverage preference. Shaken, not staggered. Uh, almost as low as you could get with a two on the dice for a 14. All right, next round you will not be shaken, but this round you are. Okay, I can live with that. Uh, famous last words before I die with that. Uh, Asher will n- be unsure what to do with a uh, fog. And I don't think he can see uh, the purple man. So he is going to uh, take a five foot step to the north, seeing as how the fog tried to unsuccessfully hurt Amelman. He's like, okay, AOOs, as he thinks in that acronym. And then he will just do a rapid shot of mundane bullets since he had loaded one of his revolvers with mundane and just kind of see if that even does anything he said mundane bullets mundane gun 
Yeah, mundane bullets from a masterwork non-plus one weapon. So I have a feeling these are going to just fly through and possibly kill Brixby. So sorry. They're going to ricochet off the sphere and kill Kira. Uh, do I need to give you numbers or do they just pass right through? Oh, you can give me some numbers. Oh, <laughs> sure. You can do math. Have a good day. Uh, <laughs> being shaken. That brings the lowest down to a 13 against Cloud Touch. 13 hits Cloud Touch. Okay, then that would be three hits against Cloud Touch. Do I need to bother with damage? Ah, uh, yeah, why don't you roll me some damage? Yeah, you're just having a good time over there. Wow, <laughs> uh, three on each of the D8s. Just three, three, three. <laughs> that would just be a great batting average. Uh, that does come up to uh, 10, 10, and 10. Oh, the three bullets disappear into the roiling green mist, and um, doesn't look like it did anything at all to the hungry fog. Weird. Okay. Well, yeah. that didn't work as well as I would have liked. And that's the end of his turn. <laughs> all right, um, Brixby, at the start of your turn, why don't you give me a will save? Uh, what sort of effect is this? Uh, this is a mind-affecting fear effect that depends on your vision. All right, cool, cool. Um, and is it supernatural, or...? It is, it is supernatural. Excellent. Rolling the thing, and... Ooh, that's a nat 20 for a 28. All right, so you're fine on that, but you are in a little ball inside of green fog. Yeah, well... I'm not trapped in here with me. I, I'm trapped in here with me. All right. Brixby takes off his Rorschach mask. No, but the fact that a supernatural ability affected me through the force sphere that was based on vision is excellent news. So then Brixby, uh, shaking the effect, turns to the purple ghostly thing and affixes it with his gaze. It says, yeah. I can see the cracks and flaws in you. Drops the AC and saves by four. That's mean. And I think that's my turn because I've previously rolled all the knowledges. And if I didn't, I'm sorry to the people at home. We recently went through a time warp and remember nothing. <laughs> yeah, weirdly though, no time has passed. None of us has any idea what knowledges were or were not rolled. It was just a jump to the left. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kira, you're up. You're next to the fog. Make me a will save. Gonna make you a will save. Once again, I've forgotten my dice or so doing all of the brain math because that makes a difference. Uh, 14 plus 12, 22. Mm, right. Actually, I'm not yet raging, so that's gonna be 14 plus something lower, but not much lower. Oh, it's it's plenty. Great. 14 plus 10. Um, okay. Good. We're all, all, all past. I'm good to go on my regular turn now. Yeah, you're not shaken. You are stirred. Stirred. Love that. I will check that box in Hero Lab and it will respond by tomorrow, probably. Uh, 
So I'm gonna rage first, and then I'm going to, I'm still using the sword, I think, because the uh, other weapon has been salted, and I don't know how this creature reacts to salt. Uh, hasted, so I'm just gonna take but three attacks here. Yeah, I haven't moved. Let's roll, let's just roll three d20s and see how that goes. Uh, first one is going to be an 18 plus 18. What is that? 36? That's plenty. This thing does not have a very good AC. Okay. 13 plus 15, 28. Also hits. And then the last one is going to be a 19. And that also hits. Cool. So that's going to be 9d6. Let's see if I can get this right. Plus 54. Making sure I'm going to do that math right. Ah, 57. Dang it. 83. Why do I feel like I'm messing something up? It's three hits. Plus 19. Okay, that should be fine. 83 points of sword, regular sword damage. Oh, adamantine. Regular sword, non-magic? Uh, it has a plus, well, it's plus one. It's masterwork. Yeah, it is. It's plus one. It's masterwork, so it's not magic. Right, okay. All right. Well, you do a massive massive chunk of damage to the fog. The fog looks much thinner than it did just a moment ago. But, um, it's not dead. So, let's see what the fog's gonna do. Um, are you going anywhere or are you staying there? Uh, I'm gonna stay right here. Alright. Let's see what the fog is going to do. The fog is going to five foot float its way over Kira. Was that right? Yeah, that's right. Five foot float and is now enveloping Kira, so I am going to need... I need a will save. That is going to be 15 on the die plus 12. 27. 15 plus 12. Yes, that one I'm mostly sure about. All right, well, you've saved, but now it's going to reach out and touch you. So, that is a 13 versus touch. Uh, that'll do it. That'll do it. It's pretty good. Pretty good at touching. Only a 15 on the blur. So it does whiff on the blur. And that'll be the end of the fog's turn. Now, this little ghosty dew that was briefly stymied by Brixby's ball of force is going to float up over Brixby because it does have a fly speed. And then I think it's going to come to rest on the other side of him because it can see a person there. It's going to reach out to touch this particular person. The fog cloud. <laughs> the wall? <laughs> uh, that will be a 17 versus your touch. You know what? It's funny because that one that you just did didn't work, but that did. Um, 44 on the blur, so I am going to need a will save. Will save. Ooh, that's much worse. That's an 18 total. Alright, so the good news is that you have negated the wisdom damage, but you do take okay. 6 fire damage as this thing reaches out a flaming incorporeal hand and just gives you the lightest little touch with it. Just Stop a, touching. a gentle little 
love tap a from a ghost. Just a little flaming ghost kind of pat on the head, telling you what a good job you're doing. All right, um, Alwyn, you are up. You do not have to make a will save this round, and you're no longer staggered. All right. Uh, am I shaken still this round? Yes. You are shaken till the end of this turn. Till the end of this turn. Okay, so that's going to mess with my uh, touch a bit, but uh, he is going to, from where he's standing, cast Cure Serious Wounds and hold the charge. And then he is going to stride forward 10 feet to be up next to the fog cloud and is going to attempt a touch attack to it with only a plus one because my negative level in the stagger and my touch is way down. Uh, that is a 12. <laughs> That'll hit. Things real big, so I'm hoping that hits. Awesome. Uh, it gets a will save. Oh, yes, it is a will save for him. Um, how does a 16 sound? That fails level 3 spell, that has a DC of more than that. Uh, 21. <laughs> that is... a oh, 1d8 per caster? Was oh, that right? No, it's 3d8 plus 1 per caster. Oh, no, 1d8, yeah, 3d8 plus 1 per caster. I'm reading wrong. Uh, so that is 15 points of positive energy damage. Not great for a, uh, 3d8. Well, as Alwyn reaches a glowing handful of positive energy into the roiling green cloud of skulls and corpses and disturbing imagery. He dissipates the fog. Yay. Alright, um, that'll take us to Asher. Purple ghosty still up. That's neat. Uh, maybe not for long. One can dream. Let's start off by going whole hog, uh, or whole, you know, Satan pork substitute. Uh, I and mean, it would be on brand to say full bowl. Hey, let's go full, <laughs> full bowl. I can't do a prediction. Anyway, I edit that out. Ah, crap, it's staying in. Uh, Asher will swift action smite evil on the perpman. Uh, so get wrecked. And then he will, uh, because it's a free action with these dope advanced revolvers, pop three gold salt cartridges into his now you know hey I made three spots for those last round with the mundane bullets so let's fire three ghost salted rounds at this smote purple ghost that's pretty mean I was going for mean you got there you succeeded nat 20 on the first one (laughs) Yes! Nice. Neapolitan ice cream dice, thank you. Well, this is incorporeal. That's 20 on orange creamsicle. <laughs> Ghost yep. salt. That's you. so, alright. Uh, I have two crits to possible crits to confirm. I needed this. Uh, and the last one is a do-do-do. Dirty 20 against touch. Uh, Dirty 20 hits touch. Okay, so that was the regular hit, which is a confirmed regular hit. Uh, Then, yeah, the the first crit is 21, so that is a crit. Uh, The second is uh, 26. 
So that is going to be, I'm just going to roll it in roll 20. Uh, I can't imagine why. Because that is going to be, let's see, two crits and a hit is 98 uh, plus, uh, now I'm forgetting if it's, yeah, the smite and the first smite gets double smite damage because it is undead. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. So the bonus is two points of damage per paladin level. Okay. So for the first one, it'll be. And that's plus damage, so that gets quadrupled. I like that. Uh, so that would be 4d8 plus. Uh, Goodness. Uh, there's so much discording going on, Zach, I can't even type. <laughs> Dear sweet lord, it keeps popping up right over the roll 20. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's really fun. Uh, 48 plus. So, so, uh, maybe 8. So 48 plus 56 for the first crit. A uh, nice, a nice 69 on that one. Very uh, the nice. second one is it's going to be uh, it's going to be so much less. It's going to be a 48 plus 40. So that was a only 57. Well, and then, I will say you don't need to roll that last bullet as the the rapid shot is plenty to kill off the ghost, so you can save. A ghost salt bullet. I will accept. After the two crits in a row on the rapid shot. <laughs> As, yeah, so Asher just, you know, this fog cloud goes away uh, and he's able to zero in on this thing that has floated over Brixby and touched Kira and he's so had it with this Xiphus tower of awfulness. He calls down Caldera's judgment on it, and just two beautiful shots. One in between, one in each of its eight of vacant eye sockets. <laughs> and he's about to pull the trigger on the third one as it drops. And he just kind of doesn't say anything, but kind of half smiles. That'd be a really great scene in the graphic novel. It's true. So I'm assuming that this was, in fact, Xiphus, and now that we've uh, killed him, we all gain mythic levels, and uh, the world is safe from accidents. Oh, you're mm -hmm. now the collective gods of accidents. <laughs> oh, no. It's like the Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so as the ghost disappears, um, the human corpse that it was kind of weirdly animated slash bringing along for the ride crumbles to the ground in, in a... Oh, it was dragging club. that thing with it? Yeah, it just kind of brought it on <laughs> along with it. Uh, I remember it was over it in the room. I didn't realize it brought it with it. Oh, it was nice and spooky <laughs> if it carries the skeleton with uh, it. So, can we examine the corpse? Like, I know this sort of toes the line of physiognomy or whatever <laughs> but does the countenance of the skull look like an evil smoke wizard or like a propensity towards it um well it's definitely a skeleton at this point um, <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't 
have like the face. How many rounds will it take to do one of those things where you like cover it in clay to make the muscles and the? <laughs> if you're gonna do like an AI reconstruction, um, it's it's pretty hard to tell. <laughs> Quick, fetch that technological item that can bring you back to life if you've been dead <laughs> for like an hour or so. Yeah, we jam sure that into the here. skull and inject it. Yes, waste the cardio amp on this specifically. <laughs> and cast stabilize. <laughs> uh, so Brixby drops his four sphere um, is everyone alright I think I'm okay Alwyn says as he starts uh, cure light wounding himself um, on the corpse the robe is left behind and it looks like this person had a wand oh sweet uh, I would like to detect Mago. Both magic. Sweet. Now to roll spell crafto. And uh, before that, Brixby shouts, Alwyn, come take a look. Uh, well, as soon as he's healed enough that if the corpse explodes, it won't kill him. <laughs> All right, a 14 for a 30. Beat me. Um, yeah, that's more than enough to see that uh, this person was wearing a void frost robe. And carrying a wand of mm. gust of wind with eighteen charges. What is a void frost robe? That sounds interesting. I don't think it's as cool as it sounds. I looked it up before. <laughs> Maybe it protects you from. Uh, it sounds like something that would protect you from like cold damage. Yeah, cold resistance, and increases your caster level for spells with the cold descriptor. And you can emanate a twenty radius, twenty foot radius burst of cold that does two d six damage once a day. Does this robe look like the robe that the ghostly version of Zaud was wearing, or like the one that he wore in his uh, videotape of him? It does not. Okay, so this probably isn't him then. I mean, he's wearing a robe that protects you from cold and gripping a wand that casts. <laughs> Gust magic, that sounds like him, but yeah, it's probably just somebody that worked under him. No, it's his brother, Jerkus Shound. <laughs> what a Jerkus that Jerkus is. Yeah, anybody but Alowin can wear that, though it'd probably be the best for bricks. And I mean, for right now, you don't have anything else filling up. Yeah, thing. basically, that's my thoughts on it, too. Um, Bricksby will frame it like, I'm going to wear this until we can get out of here and sell this because it is incredibly expensive. Yeah, yeah for the folks at home, that's like 5,500 gold Ooh, at nice. the 50% yeah. resale value. Because like utility-wise, uh, I revealed a couple episodes back that Brixby's elemental opposition school is water. Yeah. So that means I cast virtually no mm -hmm. cold spells. And using this for the weird AoE damage and the cold resistance is fine, but meh. Yeah. But that gust of wind wand is super slick, and I know a tiny yellow person <laughs> who would do pretty well with that, I think. Yeah. And that person also has a uh, quick sheath that does not have a wand in it anymore because he used up all his cure light wound wands. Um, obviously, that's if everybody's cool with it. The other person that could cast this is Kira, but as evidenced by her completely housing everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was going to say, if we're ever in a situation where Kira needs to be using a wand, we should already be rolling up new characters. <laughs> I guess, to be fair, Kira did come in pretty clutch with a gust of wind cast True. against that nanite yeah. swarm. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, I think you would just be the best one to use it. Um, we can pass it around if we need it. But, yeah, you're going to be the one that's going to have the action economy to use this effectively. Uh, how many charges are on that? 18. 18. Okay. All right. And Brixby will pop that robe on um, for the time being uh, until we sell this bad boy. Scotch guard it. Yeah. So it now hangs so low that it hangs over the disc and it's like your bridal gown train. Finally, the illusion that I'm a tall rat. Yeah. I, I thought this was all the way around the disc and just looks like Brixby has just like gigantic knees. Yeah. And it uh, looks like I have those um, those hoopy things from the dresses from the American Girl novels I liked so much when I was a kid. Yeah, like a hoop skirt. Yeah. Ah, yes, hoop those skirt. Things, hoop yeah. skirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, for thank you, Felicity or Samantha. Brixby's giant childbearing hips. <laughs> of course. I mean, Brixby's always had those. Old childbearing hips, Brixby. <laughs> no longer honest, just <laughs> childbearing. Well, Brix never had honest hips. That was that was specifically Zach. Yeah, ah, that's true. True, 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 true. Great. Now I'm now I'm stuck on like a, a Numerian girl doll lion <laughs> that my brain jumped TM, to. TM, TM. And it's like, drooly, <laughs> oh Julie. Just yeah, these these dirty, drug-addled faces. When Julie was a young girl, she was abandoned, face down, in a pool of Numerian fluids. <laughs> yeah, my girl, Addie, Molly, Kayla. Uh, oh, well, you're cheating. Yeah, no, you're a they, librarian. Those are super. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I was, was gonna the... say. I'm trying to think of the ones. Uh, Maddie. There's a Molly. There's a zillion. Aren't they like up to the '90s now, or so, uh, something? No, they're up to like 2010 yeah. or something. Oh no, I'm exposed as a poser in the it's American like Girl scene. Braylon or something. No, they they do like a doll of the year every year now. Mm-hmm. Speaking as someone whose daughter was fairly recent. Yeah, I know about them because they come up with the books all the time, and kids love those. They're always getting checked out at the library. Yeah, we've got a couple of them in this house. Uh, yeah, so Alan will uh, take the wand from Brixby and say. Oh, thank you very much. And he will put it in his uh, empty, now empty wrist sheath on his right arm. And look to the rest of the party for what to do next, because he's not the decision maker. I think we should rest, but I don't know if we should rest in here. I mean, we should clear the lab behind us and make sure there's nothing else in there. Yes. Um, yeah. Now, I'm fine to defer to someone else's preference if we sleep uh, inside or out. It's really the gear ghosts I'm concerned about. I don't know if there's any more still alive. Yeah, Asher's up for going into that lab and will reload some mundane rounds into that revolver as he goes in there. Uh, Bribby will follow and... Honestly, we should probably consider sleeping in one of these labs, uh, specifically because the airlock situation would provide an extra layer of security for us that, you know, outside bomb. Yeah, because even the incorporeal things couldn't get through the airlocks when they were closed. 
So that's interesting. I wonder if it would stop Zoud even. And it gives you, you know, assuming something has to try and come through the airlock, you get the three rounds to wake up, grab your gear, stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Al- the the Alchemy like Lab it. was the only one that didn't have a dead body in it, if, if that <laughs> affects um, <laughs> if that's your decision-making. Well, no, the new one doesn't have a dead body either because it dragged its own that, dead body out of the room. That's true. It has just sort of a mold trail where the dead body crossed the room. <laughs> We can put a blanket over that. We should split up and sleep in different labs after we've finished exploring. Ah, now you're thinking. And Brixby's writing Mold Trail down as a potential future GooTube flavor for research and development. (laughs) Thank you, Sam. Maybe Mold Trail Mix with a question mark? It's just chunks of blue cheese, which famously (laughs) has mold in it. (laughs) Good for energy on the trail, whatever the trail may be. That's, I like trail mix, and I love cheese, but I cannot imagine taking cheese hiking oh, when yeah. it's not blue cheese. Just a handful of blue cheese. Ah, oh, man, I feel so much better now after that. <laughs> so this room uh, is filled with tables and shelves um, that are all coated in a thin greenish slime, a residue probably from the hungry fog. Uh, one desk in here is heaped with pages of notes. Uh, this is where the skeleton was sitting. Uh, there's notes, there's books, and all sorts of stuff up there. There's a large glass tank on the easternmost table in this room that's been shattered to bits, and shards of glass litter the floor of the room. Searching the desk, uh, I think I need to quit after tonight, because that's another nat 20 on the legendary pants die uh, for a 26 perception. Um... Yeah, with the 26 perception, it looks like this desk contains the research notes of someone named Anata Visk, who was tasked with studying the Hungry Fog, which was previously contained in the tank in this room. Um, If you look over her notes, they're like, the reports are very clinical at first, they're, um, enumerating the density, the resilience, and sort of guesses at the composition of the mist and uh, just the way it reacts to different stimuli. But as the pages go on, it becomes more and more raving um, about the corpses and faces emerging from the mist and speaking to her and um, delivering secret messages and begging her to come into the mist and join it um and then the final entry on the the last page says shout has stopped checking up on me it's been days since he last stopped by i think he might be planning to steal my research i'm out of food but i dare not exit the lab i will shatter the tank and join the hungry fog and we shall be as one so how'd that work out for him uh, not a very good. <laughs> There's also um, a spell book amongst the books on the, on this particular desk, if you're interested. Ooh. I am very interested in the contents. Brimby, there's a, uh, a book here. It has some of those weird arcane symbols that might be of interest to you. Oh, yes. Put it directly in the veins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He'll kind of tuck it in some of the uh, folds of your void robe, trying to find where your hands are. I imagine you just have two foot long sleeves at this point. 
<laughs> that is not a bad like buffing debuffing spell list honestly it seems like another utility spells was a pretty accomplished spellcaster yeah. before you know she decided to join the fog yeah. um so she's got a solid selection of spells in there I don't know if you book in the bag I don't know if you want to reveal yeah. any highlights of that or keep them no, 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 no. I'm, I'm cool to reveal uh, to the folks that are interested in um, Brixby's amusements. Things that Brixby doesn't have uh, that are in this book, starting with level one, uh, right of the centered mind, air bubble, comprehend languages, memorize page, gentle breeze, interrogation, endothermic touch, uh, level two, Endure Elements Communal. That's another good one. Yeah. With the Wind, uh, Euphoric Cloud. Ooh, Summon Swarm. Sam, you love Summon Spells. <laughs> Elemental Speech, Investigative Mind, uh, and then on to level three, Cloak of Winds, and Infused Self. And all the other spells that are in here, Brixby had in another book. Um, yeah, mixed bag there, but it's a pretty big come up for the caster yeah. in this party. Always nice to find a spell book. There's, like, close to 20 spells in this and I think there's four of them that Zach already had <laughs> there are a couple of these in those on there that were potential choices for me to take for second level that I'm glad I didn't waste my limited spell on because now we can force Brickley to learn them yeah, when you wind up in a wizard tower the wizard tends to make out <laughs> hey I'm just happy he finds love well, how are we all feeling resource-wise? Are we wanting to clear another level of this tower? Or are we intending to rest for the evening, I suppose, and then resume our adventuring in the morning? It might be prudent to take a gander at the level above us first as there's no real separation between the floors. But I think we should sleep inside the alchemy lab. It's the least gross, fortifiable position, and I think we're all in agreement we should leave. It seems wise. I'm, I don't have the ability to call down additional divine damage upon any enemies today, but apart from that, I have no problems continuing forward. I mean, I'm not near exhausting my magical stalls. Like, Meta, Brixby's only cast a pretty small handful of spells. Now, granted, many of them were in his higher spell slots, uh, but overall, he's still got enough. Uh, yeah, he's still got enough in the tank to go make some bad decisions. Um, but honestly, I don't think there's anything up here mm. anyway. Mm. Uh, the birds would have eaten it. Yeah, Alloin still has a lot, a lot of spells, including quite a few healing spells. I'm okay to clear out upstairs before we take a nap, um, which is in character for, yeah, that's, I've used like three rage rounds, and that is all I really count anymore. And goo tubes, if we want to set up a perimeter <laughs> of those, I still have something from when we found that giant container still have like a hundred of those just so many goo tubes oh and how lucky are we i don't like them because you love them I just just i just had to get that out there 
Yes, listeners, I'm revealing it here and now. My feelings on GooTubes are negative. Yeah, that's Izzy's feelings. Kira loves him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't get <laughs> nothing. Her breakfast of choice is a GooTube and a beet pancake. Oh, my. Actually, a beet pancake. Yeah, and Kira eats them whole. <laughs> Container and all. Doesn't even squirt Just, them out. Huh. To be fair, that probably would improve the taste and texture of a GooTube. The texture. No, 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 no. Because it's like those wax cola bottle nickel nip things, if anyone remembers those. You know, the terrible candy <laughs> yes. from like 1971. And there were two approaches. Either you ate the whole bottle with the wax and let the flavor of osmosis into your mouth. (laughs) Or you bit the top off of it and drank the juice out and went, (sighs) guess which kid I was. You pop the top open and drink your... Also, you can still totally buy those at like the dumb little candy aisle at like Michael's and Joann's that they have when you're going up to the register. They absolutely still sell the wax Ooh, the bottles. Michael's <laughs> and Joanne's? I know. It's one thing they grieve on. Yeah. I have only ever seen those for sale in craft stores. Apparently, like, real food stores don't sell I them like anymore. I think but that it's because do. they're no longer classified as food, but instead arts and crafts materials. Legally speaking, they can't call those food anymore. <laughs> there have been incidents. All right, so there are two ways up to the next floor uh, that you know of. There were the stairs you were facing right when you came up the stairs. That's the ones that they, there's a chunk of bird on that. And then the other ones, you opened a door and revealed a spiral staircase leading up. Right, I forgot about that. I think Asher would still be in favor of the wider space just for maneuverability. But The space, the bird space? Yeah, just, uh... Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because we've already... We can, well, soft assume that we've mostly cleared that out. Checking for traps as we climb these stairs, I guess. Although the birds might have triggered anything <laughs> if it existed. So you are now in a um, in another atrium with a wide balcony overlooking the spatri- spacious atrium below. The low iron railing wrought with geometric symbols. A window high on the west wall is protected by narrow metal slats. Three doors stand on the east wall, but only the central door remains intact, with a short message written above it. The northern door has a hole burrowed through it, while the southern one has been completely smashed apart. That'd be this good. How big of a hole are we talking? Uh, three feet wide. What does the uh, central door say above it? Is it in common? It is labeled Lab 4 Animal Research. And is this the intact door? Um, yeah, that's the door that's intact. This buddy over here. Any labels on the smashed or tunnel door? Uh, the tunnel door has no label. Uh, do you pick up the smashed door? Yeah, yeah, let's check it out. Um, it says Lab 5, Infernal Vapors Research. Infernal Vapors? Ah, vapor. yes, the Heckbirds. Yeah. Uh, I think Alowin would say, I would like to go into the animal room, please. Now, wait, 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 killer. Uh, I see your exuberance, but we should check the other open doors and make sure there's no, you know, 
lingering nasties like a bird that wants to come out and flank us before we check this intact one. I mean, this has you all over it. Like, I, you can even help me open the door, like, pick the lock. Your little scamp gives a little hair tassel lovingly. He looks a little dejected, but he agrees that we should clear out the open rooms first. Peer into the southern room then, since we're all close to it. Alright, well, both of the battered doors to this room are smashed off the hinges, uh, so the airlock does not provide any protection. You can walk straight in. Um, the furnishings within the room, a large pair of metal cages and a desk, have all been smashed to pieces and pushed together into a large sort of nest-like structure. We only see two cages? Two cages. Okay, so we can probably assume that was all the birds then. Alright, I'm going to roll an inception in this room. Uh, that's a six for a twenty-one. Um, it looks like in one of, or in the nest, uh, kind of buried amongst scraps and piled up things, is the disemboweled remains of a human who is wearing a nice looking vest. How nice. All right, you're going to make us roll for it? Go for it. I guess that's what we do here. All right, well, detecting Mago, I roll another six on my spellcraft, but for a 22. Uh, that's an all-tools vest. Very cool. Those are fun. Which I'm not even sure if those are... Yeah, they are magic, right? But they're cheapo. Yeah. But they're cool. Mm -hmm. They just got what you need. Yeah. That's actually probably better for brick than that. <laughs> other thing is <laughs> i mean maybe we just throw this bad boy in the bag uh it's it's cool but it's really only good yeah. for like crafting which is pretty situational crafting and right? stuff yeah and, yeah i don't know we'll figure it out if yeah. we need it i mean unless this like would help asher but i don't imagine this helps with alchemy yeah does that use a craft skill or does that use like alchemy both craft alchemy oh yeah i guess alchemy is a craft skill you're right yeah it just I don't see any need uh, for it now, but yeah, holding on to it doesn't hurt in case there's something that we need a tool for that we don't have. It's where doers get more done. <laughs> well, shall we examine that north room then with the three foot hole? Okay. Heading up to the, to the furthest north door that's got a hole burrowed right through the metal that's not menacing at all yeah, yeah. you're attacked by a graboid we just peer on through there we've already done our peering and peering through to the other side uh, peering through it looks like a curved hallway that leads to a stairwell that goes down oh so that's the uh door for the spiral staircase on the other floor yeah that's the other entrance mm -hmm. I wonder what ate through it because we didn't fight anything down there. Can we yeah. determine anything with knowledges, engineering, or nature, or whatever, to figure out what might bore this hole? Um, it would have to be something pretty strong. Maybe give me a knowledge arcana? Oh, okay. And while he's doing that, is it possible to tell which direction it was bored through from? Was it? Does it appear like it was going from this floor down or did something come up from below 
or is it hard to tell? It looks like maybe something was coming out from inside that hallway into this room. Like, the the hole is horizontal. It's not going to a different floor. I just meant, like, it's heading in towards the stairwell, right? So is it... It's heading away from that stairwell into the atrium you're in. Okay. Yeah, so presumably maybe something came up the stairs from the floor below. All right, and that's a 28 on my knowledge arcano. Um, well, I think you could say that almost any number of things would be able to do this. It would have to be some kind of incredibly strong creature, probably with like the ability to burrow through um, solid surfaces and like move at a speed that most creatures would think unthinkable through solid objects. You know one Zill that could could have done that sort of thing, but it would have probably left a bigger hole. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's smaller than a Zill, probably. And it's not a boule. It's not a boule. <laughs> a boule also would have left a much bigger hole. Street sharks also bigger <laughs> hole. More jawsome hole. <laughs> Uh, this was done by something very strong, very fast, and capable of burrowing through solid objects, obviously. Now, uh, the reason why this is disconcerting is this throws a bit of a wrench in the plans of, uh, fortifying one of the labs with this dual-door chamber situation we have going on here. Now... This door to the stairwell, like, compared to the airlock doors, is it, like, the same thickness, or are they beefier? Um, it's it's the same, like, um, big knob in the middle, like, bulkhead door. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's, so if it could tear through this, it could tear through those just the same. They're, they're, those ones aren't more... Right, they're, they're basically door. the okay. same, but... The same door, yeah, okay. I was hoping maybe the senses of the stairwell it was not as not as strong of a door, but it sounds like no. So, Asha, you can do that thing with the weather and the tracking and the, the footprints. Is there any possible way we could see where this went? Perhaps? I don't suppose there's harm in attempting such a thing. And, yeah, Asher will kind of look at the three-foot hole left by Sonic the Hedgehog, presumably, and uh, try a survival. Oh, now we're back to normal. Nine on the dice. Bringing that hot survival up to a 15 total. Yeah, I think that there are uh, footprints, um, animal-like footprints, um, that are not huge, uh, but they go every which way. It's hard to say if it just came out the one time, if a whole bunch of things came and went, and it's just a little bit of a mess in the sort of dusty floor. Like blue fur, chili dog remnants. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you do find a wrapper from a chili dog and um, the distinctive yeah. kind of triangular red and white uh, foot. Yeah. I don't know why it leaves 
dye from the shoe. <laughs> yeah, the, the color. It's, yeah, there's some marks on the wall. He finds one of the quills and licks it like Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to discern much. Consider having Kingsley do some watches for us while we sleep. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah, we are in complete agreement there. And, um, hey, Halloween buddy, how do you feel about a little uh, pregame before we go into the animal room? Maybe grab something out of the sack, toss it in, and see what happens, eh? Okay. I'm not a fan of what happened to the last time I did this, but I guess they're not really real animals. And he will hesitatingly pull a uh, little critter out of the bag of tricks, and that is a 99. Is that like a puma or something at 99? Isn't that like some kind of... It's a leopard. Yeah, leopard. Yep. Yeah. The leopard, that was the first thing... It greeted Alowin when he came back to life, and now it's going to die. Yeah, so he throws a leopard through this door. No, it's fine. There's nothing. Does it look as though it can hear well, or is it a deaf leopard? (laughs) Uh, It can hear, but oddly enough, it is missing one of its arms. But man, can that cat drum. And hey, we're talking about the hip band Death Leopard, which I'm sure resonates with everybody that listens to this podcast. The youth of today. Yep. Killing it. Hey, uh, hey according to the radio station I listen to, they're doing a concert here in like a month. So <laughs> they are all still touring. <laughs> well, if anyone was concerned about Death Leopard and what they're doing, don't worry. They're still playing Florida. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So that was just to wet your taste, a little moose bouche before the animals in the next room. Uh, and I think I did say I threw it through the hole in the uh, stairway door, so it's going to climb back through that and, and wait with us in front of this door that we're going to open now. So I assume Leopard Cohen didn't <laughs> see anything in there? Um, yeah, uh, I'm assuming like it would have attacked something if it saw something in there like it can't talk to us but it is it is considered a trained animal yeah it um from what we looked up before just sort of sees a hallway doesn't get attacked in there oh i have control over it awesome yeah it's totally not a tabby cat (laughs) i was gonna say that that is definitely a tortoise shell tabby but (laughs) the tortoise shell leopard so i'm gonna do a little percept to do on the animal door if uh folks want to scoob team six and uh, assist ugh it's a terrible roll but it aids you did because I got a good roll <laughs> oh an aid from Asher as well alright with three aids from my delightfully perceptive party we are looking at a 31 in total for perception it does not appear to be trapped and is it locked? Nope. All right, killer. I'm confident you can open this one. Go get him. All right. Ow. And um, m- maybe the rest of us could square up. Uh, you know, Asher, I-, I know you don't really like being behind folks. I just, um, I-, it- it- I, c- I could keep us safe if we're like this. Unfortunately, the cat's in that square, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, Leonard. Uh, leopard. Leopard Cohen. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, get out of here. Long I'm swarming with the cat. <laughs> All right, Brixby, uh, beaming with pride, watches Alwyn open the door. Okay, and Alwyn uh, throws open the door to the animal room with a uh, smile on his face. Revealing an airlock. This one uh, is... This one's about 18 feet long, so you might be able to cram a little bit better into here than you could in the other one. Might even be able to get the whole party in. With these. There we go. No. <laughs> Everyone's been piled into two <laughs> We have four squares and we're still all crammed into two of them. Like, let's, let's cluster What's together. What's funny is I don't even think anyone is in my square. You are all clustered, all four of you, including Leopard, in the I'm other square over there. I'm stuck in the wall again. Oh no, that's where the secrets are. Get out of there. <laughs> How does that keep happening? The wall is where I keep my crimes. Yeah, I'm like not centered on the tile, so I can't move my guy because it thinks he's in the wall. Well, I can move the cat. Oh, that's all that really matters. Uh, Alwyn glitched halfway into the wall like he's in a Bethesda game is going to hit the uh, thing to cycle the airlock. Uh, Asher aids on the Perceptitude. Oh, actually, yeah, I guess first we should Percept. So he doesn't do that until Brixby. Ten exactly, uh, by do, the way. <laughs> I do not get it that time because I rolled a ten and I have a negative to my perception. Uh, that's an aid. All right, with two aids from my wonderful party members, I have a thirty-five. Right. Well, that is enough to de- detect that this door is not trapped. Excellent. Yay. Does it have a window like the others that we could see into the room before we open it? It does indeed. You can see a room that is crammed with hundreds of metal cages and boxes strewn about haphazardly. Much of the metal in this room is twisted and gnawed, and the remains of several dismantled metal automatons lie on the floor. Also in this room, stalking back and forth, is a small creature with powerful muscles rippling beneath its golden f- fur. It happens to have, weirdly, the badger. Eight <laughs> legs? Look how cute. The badger man. It looks like a friend. It, it's a. F- it does look like a it's friend. It's just the most cuddleable, wonderful friend. It's a friend, is what it looks like. Aww. Is it eating a gearsman? It's chomming down on it. It appears gears- to be eating a gearsman. <laughs> Why are none it's of the struids? Fine. We should be trying to entreat this thing into friendship. <laughs> we need to get in there. That's not good for that thing's stomach. So we see that through the door. Yeah, through the door you see a little friend just kind of bobbing around in there. Chomming away on a gearsman, maybe. Now that we can see it, can we roll knowledges about it before opening the door? Uh, that would be knowledge arcana to identify oh, this eight-legged, not freak, friend. Five for a dirty 20. Probably does not get me anything. If you domesticate it, does it become a freak on a leash? <laughs> huh. A friend on a leash. It just said, That was corny. Boom. Dr. Boom. Ooh, uh, Oh wait, that's disturbed. <laughs> yeah, that's disturbed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's getting down with the sickness. 
<laughs> That's true. Actually, recently we watched uh, Queen of the Damned <laughs> with all of those David Draymond vocals in there, and oof. But uh, R.I.P. Aaliyah. Yeah, what a great movie. It's also like peak early 2000s new metal, which is yes. like an aesthetic that the Gen Z crave. Well, I love it. I mean, it it could be worse. In the book, he was like Pearl Jam-esque uh, <laughs> early 90s rock. Yeah, this was... Isn't that the one where Jonathan Davis did all the soundtrack, but then like there was a contract dispute and he couldn't be on the actual yes. soundtrack? So mm-hmm. other bands had to cover the songs that he did for the movie? His song, yeah. yes, for the soundtrack. So in the movie itself, it's him. Or as I like to call him, wow, that guy looks a lot like Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Richard Cheese's cover of Down with the Sickness is delightful. Ah, <laughs> uh, Richard Cheese. Haven't thought about him in a long time. All right, 20. <laughs> Does it tell me anything about the legs? Um, a 19 and a 20 um, are both just enough to identify the Orum Vorax that you are indeed looking at. Orum Voraxes are, of course, very dangerous, aggressive creatures that leave solitary lives except when they mate. Adults typically claim the hunting area within a mile of their warrens, ruthlessly driving away other predators. In addition to fresh meat, Orumvoraxes are fond of gnawing on metals, particularly gold and copper. Though whenever they do this to sharpen their teeth, uh, whether they do this to sharpen their teeth or because of some nutritional value, it's unknown. Orumvorax warrens can stretch for thousands of feet, often winding deep into the earth. These avaricious appetites of Orumvoraxes have earned them the appellation the Golden Gorger among dwarves, who have lost more than a few miners to the dangerous beasts. Um, sadly, no, no questions. Also, I love that they're not sure if it's whether or not it's eating gold, a notoriously soft metal that you can easily scratch with your fingernail, as a way to sharpen its fangs. <laughs> Um, also, they tend to be about three feet long, but they weigh 200 pounds. So they are stocky boys. Oh, eat thick. Yeah, because they're filled with gold. <laughs> what if we mm, just drop do a pile of gold right here? Uh, and then, I don't know, like stick a <laughs> grenade in it or something? <laughs> we can keep it. Yeah, I'm sure that eight-legged thing has a very low reflex save it'll definitely yeah, not pass right. that like dc 50 <laughs> yeah it's like that or like dc 11 yeah. i'm not even sure it's as high as 15 so brixby rotates 90 degrees on his disc uh his void frost mumu uh alighting on the breeze <laughs> and it's like He's just like looking at his boots and he's looking at the, you know, the cat ears and the cat tails that come off the back and he looks up and he's like, it was a struggle to turn two house cats into these boots. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. I'm joking. Joking. I don't really want to alienate the uh, cat loving contingency of our fan base, which is basically all of it. That's one bad cat. If I remember right from what I heard about them when I used to live in the colony. They are very, very aggressive and territorial. But they also like to eat metal, so there could be something important in that room. But is it worth trying to fight it? Alright, but the real question... Can we keep it? 
Wait, no, that's the real question. Forget my question. That's the real question. Can we keep it? I would also like to know the answer to that question, but I unfortunately did not roll high enough. Who has a positive m- handle magical eight-armed beast? Mine's quite low. I've I've got a decent handle magical beast. It's a trained skill. I don't have any ranks in it. <laughs> Plus seven handle animal. <laughs> All right. So here's my thoughts. Um, if we are to enter the room in this way, uh, we are going to be stuck in a line, uh, which is going to disadvantage all of our damage dealers. It's not optimal. Uh, the openy, closey, airlocky door situation that we have going on here. If I'm not sure, airlock is in my vernacular. I could possibly swarm with you or you, but. Not you, buddy, as he points to Halloween. Uh, <laughs> but that still yeah. is going to put at least one of our, you know, heavy hitters in a, in a disadvantaged position. Um, our, our, or we'd have to fight our way directly into the room itself, which sounds hard. Um, well, while you all are talking no. and trying to figure out exactly what to do, uh, there is, at first, a light scratching on the door, but it quickly builds into something pretty loud, as it seems like maybe something heard you. I'm going to bed. Oh. The door in front of the us, The door right? in front of me, yes. <laughs> okay. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. <laughs> night, Sam. Good night, Orem Lorax. Good night, Orem Vorax. 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 That's one for each leg. Nice. Now it won't kill you. It's a Dr. Seuss villain, the anti hero to the Orem. The Orem Vorax versus the Orem Lorax. That's next. Just next episode. Property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by your own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Move your hands silently in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's for all the people that are in the, the in the Skype call watching this right Thank now. You, patrons. Our VIPs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me move you all. You know the deal, the move. I forget the deal every time. How much money are we gonna bet that he accidentally brings that dead bird with us? Where, Did I do where it? am I? We there went I am. To the right. Why can't I see Brixby? What is blocking? Just the step to the right. I'm what right is by right Kira. Here that is... That's me.
Yeah, that is banister. Yeah. Oh, I got dragged outside the building somehow. I think there's too much information outside the walls. If there's anything at all. Um, I'm trying to move myself to figure out why I can't see Brixby. He is completely covered in shadow for me. Also, I'm stuck in a wall, so I can't move my oh token. My it's my cool Same. void frost robe. Oh my god! Get out of the walls. That's roll twenty and their dynamic lighting. Roll, roll twenty. Yeah, there's something. 20. That's like what the name means, right? Like Orum, Vor. Yeah, Golden Eater. Axe. Yeah. Yeah, it's Latin. <laughs> yeah. There's no Latin in this. What are you talking about? This is a <laughs> fantasy world. Uh, if only there so, was some way to listen back. If only there was some way to listen back. <laughs>